Hey guys, welcome back to another fan fiction. In honor of five years of Star Wars theory, I figured it's best to go back to basics and give you guys a fan fiction. So here's one that I think is actually a pretty interesting story, and I'd love for you to write part two in the comments below and interact with everyone else in the fandom. Now what's the one thing that could have changed the outcome of not only Anakin Skywalker, but the Star Wars galaxy as a whole? Well, that's a question that has many answers and possible what-ifs, which I'd love to cover if I haven't already. Now the one I'm talking about today is something that would have changed Anakin and, in turn, the galaxy forever. What if Qui-Gon Jinn was in Revenge of the Sith? Now okay, look, in the past I've done fan fictions on what if Qui-Gon survived, but today's will take a different turn, much more different than those did. And much more realistic, might I add. There are two avenues that we can take and I'll surely make both videos if you so wish. The first being, sure enough, if Qui-Gon didn't die. The second being, if Qui-Gon communed with Anakin in Revenge of the Sith. Qui-Gon was heard by Yoda in Attack of the Clones only when Anakin crossed into the dark side and slaughtered the Sand People after the death of his mother on Tatooine. I believe Qui-Gon Jinn could have done the same thing with Skywalker in the moment that he needed him most. That's how we'll explore today's fanfiction. During Revenge of the Sith, Anakin sought out the advice of nearly everyone. Heck, forget Revenge of the Sith, he sought everyone's advice since he was a little kid and no one really gave him credit or understood how dire his situation was. You're taking a kid that's 9 years old and has all of these attachments already made, and you just expect him to not have attachments and not care? He merely was just ignored for his concerns. In Attack of the Clones, Anakin told Obi-Wan that he has nightmares of his mother, when Obi-Wan just told him to be mindful of his thoughts and essentially to ignore them. In Revenge of the Sith, Anakin spoke with Master Yoda about his visions of a loved one dying. Yoda told him to let go of everything that he fears to lose. I feel if Anakin had Qui-Gon Jinn to speak with, he would have had a better chance at not falling into the hands of the only one who would offer him a helping hand in his issue of saving Padme, which was Palpatine, sadly. So today's fanfiction takes place in the scene where Anakin had just found out Palpatine was a Sith Lord and ran to tell Master Mace Windu where he was ordered to remain in the Jedi Council chambers and if he did as he was told, he would have gained Mace's trust. This scene in the chamber, as Anakin hears the voice of Palpatine echoing in his mind, reverberating against his very temptations to keep the Senator alive, despite being a Sith Lord, as he peered outside the window to connect with his wife from afar. A tear streaming down his cheek as he turned on his heel to disobey Master Windu and try to keep Palpatine alive, much like in the original timeline. This very moment would have been perfect for Qui-Gon to speak through the Force to Anakin. I believe it would have changed everything, and I think Qui-Gon was watching everything. As we heard him scream no during the Tusken Raider camp slaughter, he would have been privy to all that was going on in Anakin's mind, and I'm sure he would have been shaking his head at how the Jedi abandoned the Chosen One. After all, Qui-Gon wasn't on the Jedi Council for a reason. Anakin, says Qui-Gon. Anakin stopped in his tracks, as if a ghost were speaking to him. He didn't say a word, tears still streaming down his cheeks from the thought of Padme dying. Anakin took another step, shaking his head. He must be hearing things. The lack of sleep was getting to him. Anakin! Stop! This time for sure, Anakin knew he wasn't hearing a made-up voice. Someone was actually there. Igniting his blue saber, he shakily said, Who's there? Qui-Gon at this point was never able to reveal his form as a ghost, only his voice. His sudden death prevented him from completing his training with the Wills, so only his voice was able to be heard by those he spoke with. 
And of course we see this at the end of Revenge of the Sith, where Yoda tells Obi-Wan that he's learned to commune with his old master, Qui-Gon. And this is something that's actually deleted in the movie. You can find a deleted scene of it actually on YouTube. And it's also written in the book where Qui-Gon is full on speaking to Yoda on Polis Massa. Listen to me, Anakin, said Qui-Gon. His voice coming from all directions and at the same time from nowhere. Anakin deactivated his saber immediately. It was like he was in a dream. He hadn't heard that voice in over a decade, but upon hearing it again, it was as if it was not a day that had passed since he last heard his true master's voice. Listen to me, Anakin. The next few moments were shared between Skywalker and Qui-Gon. Anakin didn't need to tell Qui-Gon anything. The Jedi Master already knew, and he was very wise and offered much wisdom to help Anakin. He allowed Skywalker to understand that just because the Jedi failed to give him what he wants, it didn't mean Palpatine knew all the answers, even though he claimed to. As the proof was right before him, Qui-Gon was very much indeed dead, at least his physical body was, for a decade, more than that, yet still spoke to him from beyond the grave. How could this be? This was the power of immortality. Clearly, this was a power the Jedi could achieve. And perhaps there was more that Anakin could have learned through this power. Maybe you didn't have to actually die physically. Maybe you could stay immortal in some sort of way. At the very least, this was more of a start than Palpatine had promised him. Just a mere story of a folklore tale of Darth Plagueis the Wise. Anakin had just been asking the wrong Jedi, and now upon speaking with Qui-Gon, he knew what path he must follow. Qui-Gon comforted Anakin with a story about his love interest a long time ago. A woman named Tall, who was taken from him and killed before Qui-Gon's very eyes. The result led him to the closest to the dark side that he had ever been and it was a path he did not want to follow. This allowed Anakin to empathize with Qui-Gon. He felt comforted that someone at least understood how he felt. No other Jedi was able to resonate with Anakin on the same level. They were all far too rigid and following the way of the Senate rather than the way of the Force, it seemed. Qui-Gon informed Anakin that he has two choices before him. And this is something that Anakin always loved about Qui-Gon. He never told Anakin what to do, merely provided the options before him and allowed Anakin to choose. He can either go save the Chancellor from possible arrests or death, or he can remain here and embark on his new training with Qui-Gon Jinn. The first option would lead him down a path that Qui-Gon didn't feel very strongly about, as he couldn't sense what would happen. It was far too clouded with the dark side for him to know. Anakin agreed to stay in the chamber and to continue talking with Qui-Gon and speak with him about everything. Whatever would happen to the Chancellor was not in his control. The man he saw as an uncle for all these years had just revealed that he was behind the war. He was responsible for all the assassinations on Padme, responsible for Dooku, and even Qui-Gon's death for training that Zabrak animal. All those times that Palpatine played like he didn't know, all the fake kidnappings that could have led to Anakin or Obi-Wan's death, all for Palpatine's little amusement. The love he felt for Palpatine was still very much there, but his rage against him shattered it. As time passed, Mace Windu returned in tattered robes. Anakin sprang to his feet as he nodded to the wall, saying farewell to Qui-Gon for the moment. Telepathically, of course. Mace looked confused at Anakin for doing this, but he was in no mood to inquire. Skywalker, you did as I ordered. You have gained my trust. Where is the Chancellor? Is he alive? He is, and in custody. We have it all documented. Where are the others? Mace looked to the floor, as if transfixed on Anakin's boots. They... 
His voice somber, low, quiet, broken. Anakin rested a hand on Mace's shoulder. He was behind the entire war. With him put away, this can all be over. I'm afraid it's not so simple, Skywalker. He's in control of the Senate and the courts. There's no telling what will happen from here. The preceding week followed and Anakin was granted the rank of master by Mace Windu in front of all the Jedi. He was finally granted access to the restricted section because of his ranking, where he spent most of his time reading about new abilities and how to harness the force in ways that the Jedi never taught him. Palpatine stood trial, and while the Senate was in favor of the Chancellor staying in office, the people voted against imprisoning Mace Windu, under the account that the three Jedi he went to Palpatine's office with were slaughtered. Sazy Tin, Egan Kolar, and Kid Fisto all gave their lives for democracy, for the Republic. Palpatine was put back in office due to his control of the Senate, however. He was eventually locked away in Republic prison after all the evidence was filed against him for having a major hand in the war and controlling the Separatist army under his apprentice, Count Dooku. He was locked away under treason, espionage, murder, and so much more. It took many months, but eventually, the men of the Republic Law of Investigation brought Palpatine to justice. The following week, Padme gave birth to twins, and to Anakin's relief, didn't die in childbirth. Anakin and her kept it a secret from everyone, but as the children grew, they began to exhibit force abilities far beyond what was comprehensible for their age. Yoda heard about his force talent, which was all Anakin's plan. The council examined the twins and brought them into the Jedi Temple to be trained from infancy. They didn't dare question further who the father was, as Padme kept her private life very secret. Nor was it anyone's business. The twins were assigned masters, to which Anakin volunteered to train one of them. Master Yoda gave him Leia. As Skywalker had trained Ahsoka Tano so well, he would surely appreciate another female student, father and daughter, training together. But of course, no one knew the truth besides them. Luke would go to Master Yoda. Now, typically masters didn't train their own Padawans. They were far too busy with council orders and meetings and dealings. However, the rules were slightly being bent and changed. In order to raise powerful and knowledgeable younglings to soon grow into Padawans, Knights, and eventually Masters, they would have to be trained by some of the experienced Jedi at the temple. And while they were trained by many of the Jedi Knights and Masters there, their primary master was assigned to them as Anakin for Leia and Yoda for Luke. Yoda took a keen interest in Luke, sensing much fear and impatience in the boy. Despite his remarkable power, which rivaled some of the Padawans at his infantile age, Anakin and Padme would continue to keep their relationship as secret for as long as they could. Anakin would continue his training with Qui-Gon, to which Yoda was very supportive of. Qui-Gon would go on to train Yoda, Obi-Wan, and Anakin, and some of the rest of the Jedi through the Force, teaching them things they had never discovered before. Luke and Leia would go on to become powerful Padawans under their masters, and Anakin and Padme would live happily ever after. Until, of course, Maul started taking over worlds with his massive army under the name Crimson Dawn. Anakin and Obi-Wan were sent out with their apprentice to handle the crime world and Maul once and for all. That is, until he revealed an apprentice of his own, Darth Talon. And that story is for a part two, if you so wish. I find the story to be more realistic than Qui-Gon surviving against Maul. He was old and his body couldn't keep up anymore. Despite being so powerful in the Force, Qui-Gon eventually was bested. Maul was younger and more aggressive, 
and so Qui-Gon's death makes sense. As for Qui-Gon Jinn speaking to Anakin through the Force, well he actually did this but with Yoda in Revenge of the Sith, and partially briefly in Attack of the Clones, and also in the Clone Wars cartoon. It was the scene on Polis Massa in Revenge of the Sith when Padme is giving childbirth and Yoda is meditating before Bail Organa shows up. That scene is actually a deleted scene where Yoda hears Qui-Gon Jinn speak to him. There's an entire dialogue scene there. It's also in the novel by Matthew Stover. This is why Yoda says he learned to commune with Obi-Wan's old master, Qui-Gon Jinn, because of that scene which the dialogue and voice was cut, sadly. I believe things would have ended like this. It's not perfect by any means, but it's much more realistic this way than just a happy fairy tale ending. I think Anakin would have trained Leia and she would have kept his true identity as a secret, but things could become complicated later on and very, very vulnerable for Anakin because if anyone found out that his apprentice was actually his daughter, that could be very dangerous. I believe the Jedi would have found out eventually, but I don't know exactly how they would react. I mean, on one hand, they'd be furious he lied, he had attachments, he had children, and on the other hand, he brought the Jedi two new students who would rival everyone there tenfold if they reach their potential, assuming one doesn't fall to the dark side. Another scenario is Maul takes one of them and twists their minds like Palpatine did to him, but that's a bit too far-fetched for me and I feel like, you know, in the last fanfiction where I did What If Qui-Gon Survived, it just got really crazy at the end and I'm actually not really a fan of that story too much. I think the favorite fanfiction that I've ever done is What If Darth Maul Trained Anakin. I think that was I was pretty happy with my writing there. There are a few others, but I also like this one. I think this one is pretty realistic. I think the ending leaves it open for interpretation and for a part two, maybe even a part three. So write up your part two in the comments below or on StarWarsTheory.com on the forums and share your ideas with everyone else in the community. I love reading your ideas and I love reading your fanfictions in general. So I'd love for you to create a fanfiction forum tab on the Star Wars Theory forums and you can just go from there. Thanks for watching this video. Have a fantastic day. Thank you for five years on the channel. Here's to another five. Please leave a like on this video if you enjoyed it. And may the force be with you always.